0: hey guys welcome back to another episode of the trauma to triumph podcast i'm annabelle ingleton and i'm your host for some reason this is recording so loud but we will adjust it post-production. So, um, and I'm just noticing this on my uh, MacBook. So, but nonetheless, uh, what we are talking about today or what I want to share with you guys today is um, something that is widely known in the coaching trauma healing world as a top-down approach or a bottom-up approach to healing. And this is a term that I use a lot like with my coaches or coaches that I'm working with, or just other healing practitioners that do this type of um, work. But it's more widely known or expressed in, let's say, your guys' world as um, using your thoughts, like mindset work, or healing your body. Okay. And I wanted to talk about these because I have been in conversations frequently with either clients or I've even been thinking about this myself in regards to specific situations where I've been more in touch with my emotions because I'm not coping with alcohol like I used to before. If you listen to this podcast, you know that I recently stopped drinking alcohol. And what does that do to one's nervous system. Well, shit, let me tell you, you will be feeling a lot more emotions. They may even feel a lot stronger than normal because there's nothing there to numb them out. And I wanted to talk about certain ways to manage your emotions. And those are the the ways to manage them are the two ways that I mentioned initially was a top-down approach to healing or a bottom-up approach to healing. So you've heard me talk about, if you've listened to the episodes on polyvagal theory, neuroception, all the neuroscience stuff that I've covered before, I've talked about how... Efferent data. There's efferent data and afferent data. Afferent data is the information in your body that's coming from your body up to the brain. What's the data that's coming from your body up to the brain? It's emotions. Emotions are the language of the body and thoughts are the language of the mind. So thoughts are considered or called efferent data. So it's the data that comes from your mind or your brain down to your body, and that's again thoughts. Well, both of these amazing um, sources of data are traveled through the body through via the vagus nerve, and the vagus nerve is the largest um, nerve in our body. But it also what it does is it regulates your emotions, your emotional states. It will either place you autonomically and automatically into that ventral vagal safe and connected nervous system state or that sympathetic, which is considered the fight or flight or the mobilized state or the dorsal vagal, which is considered the immobilized state or the shutdown state. Okay, These are very different nervous system states and they are and can be controlled and are controlled by... Your thoughts or your emotions. So just to make that clear, right? I hope that, I hope you guys understand that. You can, um, you feel emotions and you have thoughts and they're, tr- and they are, accessible through the brainstem or through the vagus nerve, right? From your thoughts down to the body, or you can have emotions and they get sent up to the brain via the vagus nerve, okay? So your body goes into a nervous system state. It feels an emotion and it tells your brain, hey, this is how we're feeling. We're scared or we're safe or we're happy or we're angry or we're whatever. We're in one of these nervous system states. This is the emotion that we're going to feel now, right? And now think a thought about it. Okay, so there's a theory um, by the amazing Deb Deb Dana. She's um, a therapist who I follow, a mentor of mine who I've trained with, um, read a lot of her books, um, and she teaches and uh, subscribes to this theory, or not this theory, but just like this um, saying that she references as story follows state. So what that means is a thought follows an emotion. Okay, thoughts follow emotions. We've been taught in the world at least I've seen this very predominantly, that mindset's everything, that your mind controls everything. And although your mind can manage your emotions to a certain extent, um, automatically what happens in the normal world without you thinking or trying to do any of this, it's actually quite the opposite. It's your emotions that get triggered first or get activated first, and then a thought follows. So story The thought follows state the emotion. Thoughts follow emotions. We've been taught in other circles and other theories of of um, knowledge or other just other coaches. I've heard people talk about it that they believe thoughts create your emotions, but I believe it to be completely the opposite. Um, I follow the trauma informed model for change, which basically says circumstances happen we have a neuro our bodies take in that information we have our nervous systems have a neuroception of safety, danger or life threat your body automatically gets put into one of the three nervous system states you then have an emotion and then the emotion travels up to your mind and tells your mind this is the state that we're in this is the emotion we're feeling and your a story will follow that okay emotions last typically no more than 90 seconds i've heard actually even heard it people say that they last like 50 seconds or 30 seconds. They don't last very long. What makes them last longer is our thoughts about the emotion. Okay. And if you were to just allow an emotion to just travel through your body and just exist there instead of suppressing it or trying to numb it out or trying to change it, you would notice that an emotion doesn't, it won't last very long. It just like, if you just witness it and say, Okay, I'm, I noticed a sensation. I'm feeling a little agitated. I'm feeling a little upset. Okay, what's, you know, just notice it and it will dissipate. The vibration will exit your body fairly quickly if you don't, if you decide to not have more thoughts about it and make the emotion last longer. Does that make sense? So, if that's the case, if you're feeling emotions, and they're lasting a lot longer than let's say 30, 60, 90 seconds, you probably have some thoughts following the emotion that are creating the feeling of them lasting a lot longer. And there's many ways to combat this. There's so many ways to regulate your emotions. There's so many ways to calm yourself down back to a state of calmness, right? We've been taught so many ways. I even have an episode and I'll link it here in the show notes Uh, tools to regulate your emotions. You can do breath work. You can do uh, meditation. You can journal. You can do some grounding. You can go outside. You can exercise. You can co-regulate with a person or a pet or talk to someone or hug someone or lay down. Like there's just so many ways, right? Um, But what I want to offer is that there's two different ways. And that's that's what this episode is about is to get your emotions back down to calm. There's a there's a bottom up approach or a top down approach. And I want to first talk about the difference between both and then what these tools actually are and how you can use them. So the and let's talk about really briefly the vagus nerve. Okay, so the vagus nerve, like I mentioned before, is the largest nerve in the bottom body and it's a two two information highway right because it uses thoughts and emotions traveling up and down the vagus nerve right from the brain and from the body um what's really unique about this is that afferent data the information coming from the bottom up to the brain which is emotions feelings they're actually eight times stronger than your thoughts this pause was on purpose (laughs) Your emotions are eight times stronger than your thoughts. What does that mean? They're eight times stronger. You feel them a lot more than you do a thought. Why is that? Why do you guys think that you can feel an emotion a lot more? Well, what I want to argue is... You have a bigger body than you have a mind, right? And emotions—you have the vagus nerve is controlling your whole body, right? And it's you have a lot more body than you have mind, and emotions are just—they're just more—they're just more, more powerful, right? They're just stronger, and and because they're stronger, they're eight times stronger than your thoughts. What that means is you can think a thought or an opposing thought of an emotion like if you're if you're feeling scared if your emotion you've got a neuroception of threat or of danger because you saw a big dog running your way you can tell and you get scared let's say the emotion happens right and you get scared your emotion's going to travel to your brain and say there's a dog right there like or we're scared right now and your brain's going to look and notice there's a dog there right the story's going to tell the story it's going to tell itself is we should run or whatever and hopefully you'll take that advice but sometimes the emotion that you're feeling isn't quite appropriate for the situation what do i mean by that so you can have an exaggerated response around something that's happening currently like in your life or, or in your circumstances in the in the present moment and have a feeling about it but and it feels really really strong and it feels really true here's the only thing that happens there is sometimes the emotion that you're feeling isn't being derived from the circumstance that's actually happening in front of you. And our emotions, a lot of our emotions are informed and guided by our past experiences. So our body is always trying to keep us safe and alive, right? Our body and our mind. Your brain and body work together as a source to keep you alive, to keep your heart pumping and your lungs breathing and you know, all the things, but they're trying to keep you alive and safe. And one of the ways that your body will do that is it tries to get the data and information that it needs to support whatever feelings it's feeling. Okay. Here's the thing with your nervous system. Your body stores information in your body. It stores and it can have trapped emotions in your nervous system. What are trapped emotions in the body? What are stored emotions in the in your nervous system? It's called trauma, my friends. And trauma is basically trapped emotions that didn't get expressed the way that they needed to at the moment of the event or experience. And because they didn't get expressed, they are trapped there. And your body uses that information that's trapped as data to inform any current situation. So a lot of times the emotion that you're feeling in the present moment may be incorrect or just stronger, or more exaggerated than normal because you have trapped emotions that are being are being used as information to guide the emotion that you, that your body thinks it should be feeling in the moment. Right? So I used this experience. I've used this ex, uh, this example before in the past, but I want to use it again just so you can kind of get a picture of what I'm painting. The let's say you're a woman walking down the street and you're going to get your mail during the day, and you see a man walking behind you and you notice it's your neighbor John and he's across the street but he's kind of behind you. You look and he waves at you. You say hi to him, and you're like, hey, that's John. And we're you guys are probably both on your way to go to the mailbox. Well, you know consciously, logically that that's John. It's two in the afternoon. You're going to get your mail, but your body because let's say it it has a memory from the past of being attacked at, let's say a concert or something from a man that was walking like kind of in the same distance that John is from you. It can get triggered or activated by that memory because this current situation that's happening right now looks really familiar to that past moment. And logically your brain, efferent data, the information that you're thinking is that's just John. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. I am safe in my neighborhood. My home is right there. I know him. I know his wife. I know everything. Logically, this can feel and seem very normal and logical and safe, right? But your body, your nervous system can be activated because of the memory that it has from that past event that was very, very emotionally jarring. It's going to use that information as data. And guess what happens, guys? because the information in your body is eight times stronger, the emotion, right, is eight times stronger than your thoughts in your mind, it will call bullshit on your brain, on your thoughts and say, nope, this feels real. I'm fucking scared now. Oh my God, what do I do? And you can logically, you might even like for a moment, feel the fear and kind of believe it. And then your mind can, you can kind of, hopefully you can, you can gain access to your thoughts and say, wait, that's just John. But more oftentimes than not, for people who haven't processed that past event correctly out of their nervous system or, you know, gone to therapy or just done healing work to understand that this is a trigger of theirs or something like that, they'll believe the story, aka the emotion or the story that follows that thought, that feeling that that happened automatically because of the past trigger or the past event. And they will start feeling very scared and they'll believe it and they might go into panic or anxiety and have a lot of fear and maybe get scared and stop walking and let John go ahead of them and he goes and gets his mail until they calm down and, and then they're safe again, right? Did that need to happen? No, but maybe to the person it felt very appropriate because why? Because their nervous system, it felt really, really true that they're in danger and something might happen, okay? It, the reason... The you can have a lot of anxiety or stress or worry in them and that quickly. The vagus nerve connects to your lungs, to your heart, to your liver, to all your organs and um to your like thinks let's think about that lungs and your heart, right? That's your heartbeat, that's your heart rate, how you're how you're breathing. It can affect um when you go into that sympathetic fight or flight state, right? Like you're feeling anxious. It told your body, oh my gosh, there's a there's a possible threat. We gotta get our energy up so we can escape this. Person that is a threat, aka like a tiger in the Serengeti, you know, right? So you'll start feeling very strong emotions the anxiety, the fear, the stress, because your body, your nervous system has that trapped emotion. Or just that memory of that past event. And it's eight times stronger than your mind. Your your, your mind, you can probably, with effort, with a lot of effort, you can calm yourself down, guys. I don't want you to think that that won't happen. Like, oh my God, my emotions are always going to beat out my mind. They won't. It takes practice and you can garner the skill of regulating your emotions with your thoughts. Uh, it... I'm not, I don't know how long it would take for somebody to garner that skill, but it is something that you just have to put into practice. And if you do it enough times, you can learn how to manage your emotions with your thoughts and say, hey, calm down, it's okay. But sometimes it's a little harder when that energy, that emotion of fear is still very trapped in your nervous system because that alarm that went off is using the data and the information from that past event that is still very much real In the person's memory because it hasn't been processed yet. Okay. So I say that to just paint the picture of what can happen when the afferent data, the emotions in your body are stronger than your mind. It can feel a little harder to manage the emotion. And this is when a real life situation of like just use your thoughts to calm down may not work because of the trapped emotions that are in your nervous system. Okay. There are ways to engage the nervous system to calm yourself down. These are some of the things that I mentioned earlier, right? Like uh, using um, a bottom-up approach or a top-down approach. So let's talk about that, okay? So some of the things that a lot of that people do to engage their body to calm themselves down is this is the bottom-up approach. It's anything that involves your physical body movement breathing something that's that's going to engage your body and movement this will calm your nervous system down how does this happen it engages the vagus nerve and it when you use certain when you do certain movements or certain things with your body it will press on that polyvagal break there's like a literal break that can calm the breakdown and literally presses on it so you can calm down um breath work deep breaths inhales inhaling and exhaling can literally calm yourself down physically. And it engages that vagus nerve so that it tells it, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to calm down doing four, like let's say four seconds of an inhale and then four seconds of an exhale. It will, it will engage your, uh, your lungs and press on the vagus nerve and then calm yourself down. This is a bottom up approach to control to regulating your emotions right you were anxious but then if you can notice oh my gosh i'm feeling anxious if your thoughts aren't working you the top-down approach let's say you need a bottom-up approach to calm yourself down when you're feeling activated or really shut down to get yourself back up that polyvagal ladder. Okay. You if you're activated in that fight or flight, you need to calm down a little bit and go down the ladder. If you are in that shutdown state, you need to go up the ladder, right? So we can use our breath to subdue that arousal system, right? And we and then we communicate with the brain. There isn't a non threatening environment. Now your now your body is sending that message up to your brain and it shares it with it, and they're like, oh, okay we're, we're, we're calming. We're going to calm down now. There's nothing, there's, I don't need to, I don't need to send the message up to my brain that there's something wrong. The breath work engaged the polyvagal break. It communicated that message up to the brain and says, okay, we're calm now. We're breathing slower. Our heart rate isn't up. It's slowing down. Our, our breathing is a lot more, it's not as shallow. It's, it's calm and and controlled that message is sent up to the brain and all the other systems in your body. And now, okay, great. We're calm. We bring our system back down to calm. That is a bottom-up approach um, to regulating your emotions. What are some other ways that you can do this? You can, one, it's breath work, right? Um, Yoga, anything that moves your body in a very slow-paced, calm, focused, Way because what happens is when you're, let's say, the reason yoga and meditation, I'm sorry, let's just talk about yoga. The reason yoga helps is because you're using your body, you're focused on your body, you're focused on moving your body. Guess what happens when you're really focused on moving your body? You actually get out of your head, you get out of your brain, you get out of thinking, and you're focused on your body and your body, when you're very focused on your body, you're very present. So you're not, when you're not, when you're very present, guess what's also happening? You're not worrying about the future. You're not thinking about the past and there's no, there's nothing there to really get you out of that, out of that focused present moment awareness. And so it really helps engage your body, engages your breathing And you can focus on staying very calm if you're doing slow movements, even if you're doing some hard movements, right? You're breathing, you're really focused. That is a bottom, a physical approach, right? To calming down your nervous system. Cold practices. Um, I recently saw the holistic psychologist on her Instagram post that she was, and Mel Robbins. It's so interesting that they both posted this this week, like day after the other. It was so interesting that they they've been doing that cold water or ice water plunging to really calm themselves. Um, it basically helps you focus on your body and your nervous system. And again, you're out of your head, you're focused on your body, you're breathing, you're calm, and it gets you more in tune with your nervous system so that you can calm yourself down, it gets you more engaged with your body, right? Um, corrective experiences or psyche. So doing things to release that trapped emo- those trapped emotions, that alarm system out of your body. Um, EMDR um, psyche, somatic experiencing, corrective experiences. These are all things that a lot of therapists and coaches, they're, they're guided. You need to obviously do them with someone unless you're a facilitator yourself. And I think you could probably do it yourself. I do psyche balances on myself all the time. I did them this morning. They're amazing. Calm me down. It was amazing. Um, they help with releasing those trapped emotions from your nervous system. Um, there's amazing modalities like that, that can help release that that information, right, the trapped data, the trapped emotions, so that your nervous system is a lot calmer. And if you don't have that alarm system that your brain goes back to, right? That that data, that information, that memory, it's not going to have access to that, so it's not going to be as triggered. I believe people still have a little bit of triggering that happens. It's just the emotion, the intensity and how often it happens is it just doesn't happen as frequently had a client um this morning we did two we did a couple um psyche balances yesterday and she she um sent me a message very early this morning told me hannah about like i noticed wow like i had a situation where something happened where normally i would have normally like oh, like totally got triggered and really quickly my brain just like gave me information It replaced that 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 emotional trigger that emotional like anxiety or fear that she would have normally felt and her brain kind of like shot it down and was like hey no this is this is okay this is fine and her brain was able to regulate her she was able to regulate herself with her thoughts and it was almost like an automatic thing it wasn't it wasn't even something that she actually had to like force herself to do because we had just processed something that was very similar to what was happening in that moment or like or yesterday i should say like after our Psyche session that helped her not have access to that memory the way she used to in the past. She would have usually like the thing that happened, she would have like thought all these thoughts and she would have just gone down the rabbit hole, right? Of like the fear and emotions and scare and anxiety or or self-doubt and worry and things. And because that emotion wasn't there to to grab in her nervous system anymore, she was a lot more calm. Right. So she told me like, wow, this is just like normally I would have totally like flipped out or, you know, acted a certain way. And I just didn't feel that way because I it wasn't there. So these healing modalities are really, really amazing in the sense that they do offer that ability to not have those trapped emotions there so that you don't get like your body isn't using that data to get you excited or get you triggered or get you you know worked up does that make sense all right so those were some bottom up approaches to regulating your emotions let's talk about some top-down approaches now if you know what a bottom-up approach it's using the body it's using your emotions or your body to calm yourself down right and then um, a top-down approach would be using your thoughts so Obviously, something that you can do to use your thoughts is mindset work, thought work, ideas, having thoughts, beliefs that you think to get you back down to calm, right? Um, Meditation. Meditation is mindful work, right? You're literally using your mind, you're focusing on something, and that focus can calm yourself down. I think these in my opinion, these are more high-level emotional regulation tools that you can use later, because um, they are—they remember—they're not as effective as—or not that they're not as effective—because they're weaker, right? They're not as strong as emotional, physical, bo- bottom-up approaches using your body. These may take a little bit longer. They, but if you've—if you've, in my opinion, and this is—and I'll, I'll use my my experience because I've worked I've processed a lot of my trauma with psyche and with some breath work experiences and with um, internal family systems therapy um, and some EMDR these are all different modalities to to work through stuff um, actually this is that's that's a top-down approach is that talk therapy specifically internal family systems therapy with a therapist which is that's what my therapist uses and she's amazing we use thought work to to um manipulate or it's called renegotiation of past memories and that's it's really really helpful so therapy is a top-down approach To feeling better because when you're talking with someone you're co-regulating with them they're using you're using your thoughts and your you know your spoken word and talking with someone out the the memory the ideas the situation that can calm you down okay so that's another way so because emotions are stronger than thoughts wouldn't it be super super helpful if you used emotions to help you create action in your life and you can do this and it's very very possible and I do this every single day to help me create all the goals and all the success that I want to create in my life I it's very intentional the way I use thought work mindset strategies and use my nervous system to help me and help engage my body so that I can basically create more action in my life to get the results that I want. So how do you do this? How do you use your nervous system? How do you use your body because it's stronger than your thoughts to create your goals? How do you use them? So if that's true, if your thoughts are going to, are the thing that you engage with better or more effectively, or you're listened to more, or it's stronger, you can use pleasant emotions that you experience To fuel thoughts that you have or ideas that you have in order to create success. So let's say you wanna lose weight. This is very common for a lot of people, especially now at the end of the year, coming up to the new year. We're gonna make all these new year's resolutions, we're gonna have all these goals. And weight loss is something that's really common for people. And if you are trying or wanting to lose, let's say, 20, 30, 40 pounds, There's a lot of strategy behind it. You have to do things, right? You have to eat less calories or exercise or drink water or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, but it's a lot of strategies. So there's a lot of things that you have to do, but we know this, and I've talked about this countless times that your nervous system will talk you out of doing something new because, Ugh, it's uncomfortable. Ugh, it's not familiar. We haven't we have usually we're eating fast food and eating cookies and drinking wine and, you know, ice cream and snacks. Why do we have to stop doing all that? And your nervous system is going to say, "Ugh, we don't like dieting. We don't like grilled chicken and vegetables and fish. Like so boring." Well, if you use the emotion that as as a more of a guide, versus strategy that's gonna help you tremendously. So how do you do that? Well, when I was focused on losing weight last year, I wanted I wanted to lose 25 pounds. I was focused on the emotion that I was gonna feel when I was down to the size, the ideal size that I wanted. So I was trying to get down to like a size 120, 125. I ended up surpassing that goal because it will just naturally just happen. But um, I was thinking how do I how am I going to feel when I'm that size? How am I going to feel when I weigh a buck 20? And I just thought, "Oh my god, I'm going to feel so confident. I'm going to feel so secure. I'm going to feel really happy. I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to feel beautiful. I'm going to feel um, joyful and unstoppable. Just all these great things, right? So knowing that that's what I was going to feel to like or that's how I was going I was hoping I was going to feel when I got to my goal weight. I kept that at the forefront of my mind and I would picture myself thin in a bikini, you know, or in a cute dress and not having to wear fucking spanx or suck in my stomach or you know any of those things. My legs looking great, my thighs looking great. And I would just picture myself really, really thin and just comfortable in my body, really really confident, right? And when I pictured myself like that, that to me guys, was so like I would make sure I felt it in my body. I'd picture myself and I would feel that vibration in my body. My body would feel so good and grateful and um, excited and just really um, motivated and inspired to get that body. So I focus on the emotion that I was gonna get when I was thinner to fuel my strategy my thoughts and my actions to get me there okay so the moment I would it was lunchtime or you know I knew I was going to eat I would like plan my meals I would buy groceries and all that all that stuff and you know this is easy pretty easy to do to do ahead of time but then when the meals come when it's time to eat we all know to get out of the old habit of if you guys hear that snapping I'm holding this like little you could probably hear it because this fucking mic picks up every damn sound. And I just realized that I've been doing it for the past couple minutes. It's this little like leather strap with a button that kind of holds all my cords, all my cords for like the podcast mic and stuff. And I just realized I've been snapping it. So my bad. It's not your phone. It's me. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um, where was I? Okay, so I would just picture myself, oh, about buying food, right? So once you buy all the food and then it's time to eat, it's a lot of times it's like, oh. Uh-uh oh my God, now I got to eat this food. Like in your brain, typically is going to it's going to want to say no. Okay, your nervous system is going to want to say no because it's not used to it. So what I would do is as soon as I started feeling that like uneasy feeling of, oh, I don't want to do this, I would remember myself, picture myself in that cute dress, in that bathing suit, in fucking cute bra and underwear, whatever. Um, and just seeing myself in that way and feeling that emotion of confidence and thinness and happy and healthy and all that, that helped me say, F that. I'm gonna eat this food because in a couple months I want to feel amazing, looking like that, and I don't care. So I would remind myself, and so I would feel that emotion in my body, and that I then I would get excited seeing myself, just picturing myself in that dress like that or in a bikini. Let me tell you guys, you're you can use your emotions in this way to fuel your action, and then I would feel good and I'd get excited, and then guess what was easy? I, then I'd have all these positive thoughts like, heck yeah, I'm gonna look good, I'm gonna feel good where's my food? And I would just like grill the chicken and grill the fucking vegetables or steam the vegetables and eat this food. And I would just get very excited to eat it because I knew that in the future, that's what I was going to get. And guess what happened in four, four months, four and a half months, I would say I was back down. I was at my goal weight, probably less. And I used the emotion that I was going to get at the future to feel my action now. You can do this with anything, guys, whether it's a business that you're creating, a relationship that you're trying to get to, um, the soulmate you're trying to attract, um, financial, a place of saving money, you know, not spending money, quitting drinking alcohol, any of the, anything that you're trying to do. If you picture yourself feeling that emotion and feel that emotion now, it will, it can from most of the time. And it did for me and I'm using myself as an, as a personal experience guys, um, and I've helped a lot of my clients use this. You can actually use your emotions because they're stronger to fuel the positive action that you want to take place. Okay. Because our emotions are actually stronger. So if that, if your body feels that it's going to send good, that good feeling up to your brain and it's going to say, Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's take, let's, let's take action. Let's do it. And now you're going to start taking action and you're going to get the results you want. Okay. So this is a way for you to use your actual bottom up approach To creating the life you want because your emotions are freaking strong. So you might as well use them in a positive way to get you what you want instead of it affecting you in in an unpleasant way like it has before with trauma and triggers and feeling like shit and having a life that sucks, right? I was there before. I hated it. It was so difficult to manage myself, but when you can control your action with your thoughts, I mean I'm sorry, with your emotions, and let them be the guide and the the dictating factor around what you want. It's a lot easier. Um I like to reverse engineer a lot of things and this is a way that I found to be really helpful um to get me where I wanted to be. So I hope this was helpful. Um, I don't know what I'll be calling this episode, but we'll figure out a title when I'm done. Um, so I hope this was helpful, guys. I'll put a link to that other episode of Polyvagal Theory and Neuroception in the show notes if you haven't listened to it. Um, that's all the amazing neuroscience um, that I share with my clients, share with my coaches, and now share with you so that you can learn what's going on you know, phys- physiologically, what's going on in your body. Because I do believe that if you use data, Um, to teach yourself new concepts and understand what's going on in your body, it it can help you relate more to yourself and have a little bit more compassion with yourself when you're doing some of the weird stuff that your body will do automatically, right? Let's take some ownership around it, manage our emotions a little bit more and, and really use pleasant ones to guide us, to get us the things that we actually want in our lives, right? All right, guys, I hope this was helpful and I'll see you guys next week. Talk to you soon.